0: If everyone could please settle down, NO92's The Feed is about to start. In this episode of The Feed, the third semester radio students sat down with Julie DeRoche, Derek Thunder, Natasha Saranchuk, and Susan Mahadin to talk about Nate's Indigenous initiatives. Many people don't know where to start when it comes to the truth and reconciliation, and that's okay because the Niso Commoditan Centre is educating everyone at Nate, no matter who you are, on what you want to do to make things better. Jared Gomes is here to tell you more.
1: There's so much to learn about truth and reconciliation, and the Niso Kamatatan Center is doing their best to help everyone learn. They're working on including all of Nate in their endeavors to share stories and education. And since 2018, they've been working hard to be more inclusive and involve everyone at Nate. Derek Thunder says that it wasn't this way when he started working there.
2: When, when, when I started at Nisokomatatan Center, it, it used to be called the Enkana Aboriginal Student Center, which opened in 2004, and um, changed the name in 2018 to Nisokomatatan, which means let's help each other.
1: That change in name led to the Nisokomatatan Center becoming more open and allowing them to be able to share who they are with everyone. This bigger presence on campus meant that they are able to collaborate with other sections of NATE more easily. With word spreading, more people have been able to ask questions and learn. Natasha Serenchuk said that more people are seeing that everyone has a responsibility to do something.
3: You know, even outside of our own um, unit with other folks and instructors, you know, it's really starting to resonate with people and people are starting to ask more about what, what can I do to learn and what, what else, you know, can I do to bring this forward for NAIT or for my students and, and with that perspective.
1: Julie DeRoche says, through sharing the truth and reconciling, it is able to go a long way.
0: There's, there are two components to this process, the truth and the reconciliation. And it's important to hear the truth from those who've experienced it firsthand. But I think part of the reconciliation process, as Natasha said, is on all of us.
1: The Niso Kamatatan Center is continuing to offer help and education opportunities to everyone, either through speakers and different events at Nate. I'm Jared Gomes for The Feed on NR92. The
0: Niso Kamato Tan Center has created a way to bring people together to share experiences while feeling comfortable. Here's Brianne Brown with more. There are big conversations happening right now about many historic and
4: contemporary topics. The Niso Kamato Tan Center has created a safe space for these discussions to happen. Some of the topics include history of residential schools and intergenerational trauma. Derek Thunder says these conversations make people vulnerable but speak the truth.
2: So we created a speaker series with regards to talking about um, those truths of the history of Aboriginal people, um, and you know, it's it's a it's an uncomfortable place with regards to uh, how the topics are. Um, but it's a conversation, and if it's not uncomfortable, then we're not we're not we're not doing it right.
4: Susan Mahadon says she is on her own personal learning journey when it comes to truth and reconciliation. For her, when she was growing up, she wasn't taught or made aware of any of these types of conversations. Mahadon is excited to continue learning.
5: Every time I go, and I think I'd like to continue going, I learn something more, and that's sort of my path, and I'm just so appreciative of, of uh, the Niso Kamatitan Centre for being so um, vulnerable and honest in telling their stories through those sharing circles. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing that Nate and Niso Kamatatan is doing.
4: The Niso Kamatotan Centre has dived deep into the 60 Scoop, missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, and also they had an Aboriginal 101. These topics and conversations are big and can be pretty heavy, but the point is these conversations need to happen. Derek Thunders says the speaker series gives people a different perspective in regards to these topics.
2: And like I said, um, people often only know what they see with it or what they hear, but when you do something like a speaker series that comes from a lived experience from the individuals who are being impacted, it makes a difference with regards to how you see things.
4: The Let's Talk Speaker Series is a way to educate yourself on extremely important topics. Head to the Niso Kamato Tan Center's event page to keep up to date with all they have to offer. The next Let's Talk will be on December 6th from noon to 1pm, and the topic will be Truth and Reconciliation. It's one you will not want to miss out on. I'm Brian Brown for The Feed on NR92.
5: This is The Feed. On NR92.
0: September 30th might have been a day off for students at NAIT, but it was a much more important day than just a midweek weekend. NR92's Josh Couture takes a look at what went into deciding why students weren't in class September 30th.
5: Canada's first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation was this past September, a long awaited recognition from the federal government for some. While Alberta itself did not officially recognize it, many institutions across the province, like NAIT, did. With so much happening, not just these past two years with the COVID-19 pandemic, but also with the discovery of unmarked graves in Kamloops and across the country at former residential school sites, the Niso Kama Totan Centre here at NAIT was consulted about how the best way to go about the first National Day of Truth and Reconciliation.
2: One of our thoughts was maybe we could just sort of have a, a day with regards to an opportunity to be on campus and to be able to um, showcase some of the things that um, uh, of that history of Aboriginal people, right? Derek Thunder, from Big Stone Cree Nation
5: here in Alberta, has been working for the Niso Kamatotan Center since 2009 and is the manager of Aboriginal Services. Thunder explained in regard to the day being off, sometimes the entity making decisions is a few strands of RNA in a protein shell.
2: It didn't matter what anybody decided, whether it be me or us. The pandemic decided no, we close.
5: While Nate might have been closed due to the spike in COVID 19 cases, Nate did host a variety of different events both to educate and to respect the day for what it is a day that honors the lost children and survivors of residential schools, their families, and communities. For NR92's The Feed, I've been Josh Couture.
0: The NISO Commoditan staff took the time to speak on how they look to create a better future for everyone in collaboration with Nate. Here's Steven Peterson with The Feed for NR92.
3: Truth and reconciliation is long overdue in our society, including education. And although it took a long time to get here, it's now solidified the journey ahead for all of us. The journey to move forward as one while still understanding and acknowledging the past.
2: With regards to the truth and reconciliation, I think how it actually all started is we uh, we were actually writing the Four Directions document, which is uh, the strategy for uh, the Aboriginal community on campus to support uh, not only students, but community members as well with regards to the post-secondary experience, but also using that as a guide to support staff and students on campus in moving in direction to support said students. And while we were writing that, the TRC was actually coming out. So it was just the perfect time when the TRC was being rolled out with regards to the recommendations. It was broad enough to include um, the things that we do with regards to moving towards truth and reconciliation.
3: The biggest challenge facing all of us now is how to truly come together for change instead of just empty promises. And education is the bridge needed to do that. From opening up centres to where people from all walks of life can learn about each other, to making sure the truth, the real truth, becomes known for generations to come. And Nate is making sure the effort being put in has an outcome that will benefit all of us.
2: When I started at Nisoka Matutan Center, it used to be called the Nkana Aboriginal Student Center, which opened in 2004. Changed the name in 2018 to Nisoka Matutan, which means let's help each other. We changed that environment to, to be inclusive. with to Everybody is welcome because we can't teach who we are if people aren't you know included or welcomed within a center such as ours. true collaboration and it makes a lot of sense with regards to if we can't if we have to learn from each other if we need to learn from each other then we have to do it by working um, in true collaboration and i love the way that nate is moving forward with that society will eventually get the
3: change it desperately needs but it will take time and effort from everybody no matter how big or how small we can each do our part to make sure the society that we live in today is left behind when we all move forward
2: and the other thing is a small thing that an instructor can do with regards to um, moving towards uh, reconciliation could even just be um, doing the land acknowledgement and having a conversation of why we do the land acknowledgement, right? Those pieces are small steps that we can take as, as an institution in classrooms, right? Uh, especially where uh, there's certain classrooms that don't have peace where it actually fits, but you could still do something. But you can't have reconciliation without the truth.
3: I'm Stephen Peterson for The Feed on NR92.
0: The media can introduce new ideas and perpetuate old ones. It's important for the media to be responsible in its reporting. Thankfully, the easiest and most tried method is to go straight to the source. Canon chats with Derek Thunder and Julie DeRoche on how the media can report and portray Indigenous stories in the right way. One of
6: the biggest problems when media produces content about Indigenous people is the lack of depth of Indigenous views in the media. It takes a quick Google search of fictional and non-fictional stories about the Indigenous community to find an absence of insights in the media. Even well-meaning stories based on a certain culture can perpetuate stereotypes and portray the wrong views. Derek Thunder says that most people educate themselves on what they see and read, and that isn't always conducive to the views of the Indigenous people.
2: I think with regards to media and um, just in general, with regards to Aboriginal people and media and how they're portrayed in the media is is not very conducive with regards to working uh, the positive work often. I think a lot of times that people educate themselves with only what they see and the part that they read. And I think media has a big part to play with regards to trying to to, um, to, to convey what they're expressing on both sides of the story rather than just uh, a one-sided story, which is often what people will see.
6: The creation of media focused on indigenous culture in Alberta and Canada should be focused on getting information straight from the source. This can be more difficult than it sounds. Crafting stories from interviews and reading materials from Indigenous culture still holds the danger of misinforming and misrepresenting the information the media is trying to portray. According to Natasha Saranchuk, the safest method of delivering an accurate story and information is to hear and use words verbatim from an actively involved person in the Indigenous community.
3: And I think one of the other things is to when we think about the ways we deliver the communication and so not just the message, who's saying the message, whose words are you using, you know, are the Indigenous voices coming from, you know, Indigenous, folk, indigenous folks that are actually given these opportunities as well.
6: The media has many facets and moving parts when crafting stories. With so many aspects like audio, visuals, writing, and producing, it's easy for the media to get information wrong even with actively involved voices from the indigenous community. The easiest way to not let information leak through the cracks when producing dynamic content is to have indigenous people creating the product itself. Julie DeRoche reinforces this idea by suggesting that there would be a positive effect if more individuals from the Indigenous community joined the media.
0: One thing I would also ask is who's creating the media? Who's, who's representing the stories out there? And I think that diversity piece in those entering careers in media is really important and having Indigenous voices not only heard by way of interviews, but also creating and being the production line on the, on the back end.
6: The media has a responsibility to portray the views and culture of Indigenous people in a true and honest light. Through professionals like Derek Thunder and with direct contact with Indigenous voices and with the participation of Indigenous creators, the media can accomplish this goal. This will take a proactive approach from the media when producing stories of Indigenous people. This has been Cannon Millward for The Feet.
0: Thanks for listening to The Feed. Catch our last show in two weeks where we'll be talking about Christmas. Encore! Oh, yeah! Encore! 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 Oh, my God! This is so good!
1: Bring it back out! Thank you, thank you for listening to this edition of The Feed. Hear it again on NR92 Sunday night at 7.30 or find it on NR92 SoundCloud.